Hello, welcome back to another episode of our extremely long review of Jessica Jones. <laughs> Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm joined by the Scouse Wit. Um, bonjour, Denis Avu, j'habite à Liverpool, un toi. I was going to try and find a rhyme that made me like the London twit, but that would have been a bit rude. <laughs> We're joined by Paul. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, so, guys, we're up to episode 12, also known as Pray For My Patsy. <laughs> or, or Pray For Me Patsy. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, I'd rather pray for a pasty, maybe. <laughs> nice Cornish pasty. Yeah. Pray, Cornish pray for pasty. me patsy. <laughs> pray for me pasty. <laughs> anyway, so the episode starts with, with Alicia Eddie Knight looking for Trish. Uh, wrongly blaming her for Malice's death, because she's just loopy, basically. Uh, she goes to the Trish talk studio and terrorises everybody um, before she spots Trish's mother in an interview. Uh, played by Rebecca de Mornay, I believe, as well, isn't it? Yes. And she's basically discussing why Trish is now in hospital. Uh, she goes to the hospital and finds Jess because they're protecting Trish, but still Vainly attempts to try and kill her. Uh, and Costa and his partner Ruth suddenly roll up to try and arrest Elisa. Uh, Jessica tries to talk Elisa down, but Elisa grabs Sunday and jumps out of the hospital, letting Sunday fall to her death. And that was really brutal, I thought, actually. Did not see that coming. Uh, Costa tells Jessica to stay out of the way of the police, but Jessica secretly organises to meet with Elisa at Trish's apartment. Uh, at the same time, Trish is angry at Jessica for stopping the procedure early. Um, but she basically starts to have convulsions as a result. Um, in the subplot about Hogarth, she manages to track down Green and gives her a fabricated story about Ryback. Does anybody else think Ryback think of Casey Ryback from Under Siege, by the way? <laughs> no, I, was, I mean? always think of the wrestler. <laughs> ah, well, there you go, then. I just keep seeing the name. It's the dude from Under Siege. Which <laughs> uh, never seen help. Under Siege, and I don't <laughs> know who the wrestler is. I'm shit at pop culture. Oh, you're <laughs> Says the man who runs a pop culture podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so basically Hogarth tracks down Green and gives her a rubbish story about Ryback conning some multiple women. Uh, she gives Green a gun, uh, and in a, one of the best scenes I thought in the entire series, watches her from the car confront him and shoot him. I thought it was really well done. It was so conniving of her, but such a sweet kind of revenge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Hogarth then, of course, calls the police. Uh, and she's got a revenge, I guess, in some way. At Trish's apartment, Jessica considers a killing Lisa, but she's unable to do it. Alicia knocks Jessica out and then kidnaps her. And another cliffhanger. <laughs> they like their cliffhangers this season. Yeah. But, but yeah, so going back to the Hogarth thing, I thought that was one of my favourite moments of the episode. You, you kind of think she's let her back into her life and she's okay with it but then you find out what she's really up to I thought it was such a wonderfully calculated moment to sort of get rid of them both in one fell swoop yeah definitely absolutely wonderful yeah this this episode betters the last episode and this is my point you couldn't stop watching the last five episodes of this show mm. it was a slow burn but then 
it just went off the scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot packed into this one again, aren't there? Yeah, a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because it's trying to ramp it up the last couple of episodes, I guess, because there's a lot to deal with, isn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was also their attempt to try and make Elisa into a proper villain in the last couple of three episodes this season. Yeah, uh, she yeah, tries. But the, she, she never was, though, was she? She was just a mother trying to be a mother. Yeah, a, a mother with a lot of flaws, basically, and a, and a dodgy temperament. <laughs> and a wig. But, <laughs> I felt but so a great performance, though. I think we haven't actually don't really mentioned Janet McTeer, have we, much? But I think she's been fantastic in the series. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was, again, another bit of shrewd casting from Marvel to pick a decent actor, Oscar-nominated, and just let her, put her down, let her go, get off and do her stuff. Uh, the other thing I was going to bring up, and, and it's something that all the Netflix shows do, they have really strong police characters. Yes, yes, they do. Every yeah, single again, show. That scene where with Sunday when she just flies out the window with that, yeah. my jaw hit the floor basically at that moment. Yeah. Blimey, Charlie! Yeah, they, they really do por- portray that uh, that side of things really well in these shows. Mm. Looking back at our previous guest, Michael Nathanson, yeah. Um, their storyline throughout the first season of Punisher was really strong as well, and mm. the the coppers in Daredevil have been been strong. Um, yeah. Well, come really back to what Craig was them. saying in a previous episode. You almost kind of want to see because they seem to be very keen on having the classic pair cops. Yeah. And you kind yeah, of want to see their story as well. You want to yeah. see a kind of a day in the life show of some of these characters. Exactly yeah. because all. All these Marvel Netflix uh, shows are all set in like a, a certain radius, aren't they? Hmm. You know, th- these aren't like all over the world. These are literally in in Liverpool or Manchester or Birmingham or London. They're all just yeah. So all these cops know each other. Yeah. That could yeah, so there's so many scope for crossover, isn't there? Oh, it'd be amazing. Imagine doing all these shows from the point of view of the police. Oh, God, Daredevil's done this. Let's go out and do this. And, uh, Pun- oh, God, Punisher's done this. It'd be mental. And then you tie it in with the the, the movie um, part of the universe as well. And these p- police mm. officers, you wouldn't get out of bed, would you? You'd just stay in bed and drink whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like on the DC had a a comic, didn't they, called Gotham's Finest or Gotham Gotham Central? Yes, Gotham Central. Yeah, which of course was supposed to be the the um the basis for um Gotham, but it turned out to be something else in the end. But that's that's another story. But yeah, it'd be nice to see something similar on the screen in the Marvel universe. Actually, I think. Oh yeah, and they deserve yeah. the screen time as well. All these uh, actors have been. I think, I the closest we've got, I suppose, is Agents of Shield. But it would be kind of nice to take it back one step further, yeah, and have sort of on the ground copper story of some sort. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd agree with you there, Craig, actually, yeah. yeah. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the episode, guys? No, not really. Again, just just really strong acting from everybody. Mm. 
I think they definitely yeah. definitely showed up at the end of this season. Just how how strong they all are. Yeah, they saved yeah. the season. They literally saved the season. Because yeah. I I messaged you boys and I said I was struggling. I really yeah. didn't want to continue with the with the the, the series and. We've all um, been through all the previous series. You know, Josh will watch a series in one day because he's a student, and then he'll yeah. watch it again the next day because he's still a student. <laughs> in his pants, you know, probably as well. In his pants, yeah, um, <laughs> with beans on toast because that's what students <laughs> live on. But <laughs> it, it, this was the first time a series has ever been a struggle. Mm. But the end, and the, like I say, the last five or six episodes were just astronomical. Mm. Yeah. Right, so, scores on the doors. Um, I'm going to give this, I think, possibly my highest score, 96. Just because they're the old Sunday moment. They just blimey. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 98. Oh. Ah. So I'm yeah, not. I'm. I'm really tight. I'm only going to give it a ninety-one. Well, mm. that's just ridiculous. Just because you've moved house and all that, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> Should have stayed in England. <laughs> I know. Really, ninety-eight. Um, it's getting up there. It's the whole series is is gathering up for the climax, a crescendo. Uh, an explosion and an ejaculation of pure joy. So, yeah, 98. Uh, and on that slightly dubious note, <laughs> I think we will say good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, God. Good night. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Oh.